Hey, this is Wade Bowen, and you're listening to The Bard. Filled her up and went inside For some Gatorade and Camelot's Bought the whole pack Just to have one I don't drink like I drank last night Hammers pounding behind my eyes But I sing out loud with the radio on To a Springsteen song Hi, and welcome to The Barn, live from The Barn Studios. Got a special guest online right now. We have Mr. Wade Bowen. Wade, how are you, man? I am wonderful. How are y'all? We're doing really good. We haven't seen you since last summer. We had a sit-down with you and Randy before your show at the Chesterfield Amphitheater in St. Louis. We had a really good time with that. So thank you for that then, and thanks for joining us today. Hey, my pleasure, man. I'm always happy to talk music, so thanks for having me back. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember or not, we actually talked more sports than I think we did music last time. <laughs> well, that's fine, too. I'm, I'm all in on either. Yeah, and I know you are a sports fan. Uh, you know, what do you think about your Cowboys fan, right? Yeah. How do you think about the Cowboys moving forward? Well, you know, it, it's, as always, as a Cowboys fan, uh, I'm excited about the team this year, and the draft, and our offseason, and everything we've done. It seems like we've done it right. But unfortunately, as a Cowboys fan, I, I've learned not to get my hopes up too much. <laughs> Because uh, it seems like we do a lot of things right, and then it doesn't translate over to the season. But I'm hoping that changes this year. It's got to change eventually, right? <laughs> right, right. And I, they always kind of say that about teams that uh, maybe not hit the mark during the season. is like the most optimistic time is right after the draft and right you know, when it's off season, right? You get excited about those things. Of course, yeah. yeah you, uh, I think everybody, that's the beauty and the, the – the downfall also of being a, a fan, do or die. You know, I'm not a front runner fan. Obviously, we haven't won a Super Bowl in years. So, um, you know, that's that's the beauty is you get excited. You should, should have good hope, high hopes going into a season. Hopefully, it translates into some wins. But you know, Philly's got some good, got a good team too. Well, uh, I mentioned you was in town last year. Pretty excited. You're coming into town in a few weeks. Friday, June 2nd, at Del Mar Hall. Doors are at 7, shows at 8, tickets are $20 in advance and $25 a day of show. We're happy to have you back in town, Wade. We are too. You know, it's 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 been too long since since before the visit last time. You know, it's been way too long since we've been there. And so, you know, I really think we have a good what, – what we're doing right now in, in my career with everything on the business side, it feels really good. And, and we're, we're starting to kind of get more consistent with those places we used to play more back in the day. And, you know, I'm excited about uh, – us getting out more and, and being consistent with these places and see if we can build. Plus, I love being in different cities, you know. I mean, your, your city is absolutely amazing. My guitar player, Nick, is actually from there. So it's it's a homecoming for him. So we all get excited because I know that he's excited. So it's, it should be a fun night. Yeah, we can't wait. Uh, sounds like it's going to be a busy summer for you, like most of the summers from the past 20 years have been. Going to be hitting a little bit of everywhere, it looks like. Yeah, you know, we're trying. Like I said, our... This far into my career, you would think, you know, I think a lot of people would hit cruise control and just, you know, enjoy things. But I'm doing the complete opposite. I'm, I'm enjoying things. I'm actually enjoying things. I'm enjoying, enjoying playing music more than I ever have. But I'm also choosing to, to put the, the pedal down and uh, work harder than I've ever worked. And so, um, you know, with that comes good and bad. But I'm, I'm, I love it. I, I love that we're getting out more. I love the summer that we have lined up. I love the rest of the year that we have lined up. And. Um, 
you know, just try to outwork everybody. That's that's my theory, and it always has been. And I, I think right now we're working really smart. You know, where they say work smarter, not harder, and I'm, I think I'm doing both. So that's a good feeling. Yeah, and I would say that's been pretty consistent with your career. You've always been a go-getter and sort of done it your own way, you know, through hard work, touring, building a solid fan base and uh, putting the work in. And and as a music listener and fan, I think the fans always tend to appreciate that. Well, I try, you know. Uh, I, I really care about the songs that I put out. You know, they all mean a lot to me and, and, and in different ways, you know, and, and same with the albums and everything we do. And so... You know, every time we step on stage, it's important, and I want people to feel that. I want people to, man, you know, understand when I when I'm out there, when I'm when they're hearing anything with my name attached to it, that they know that I put my 100% or more into it. You know, hopefully, hopefully by now, that's why they're they're fans of our music or new fans. You know, hopefully they're seeing that as well. And what can you tell us about the new album coming out? I mean, we have a couple songs that are absolute, I think, hits in the making. They sound great. Some of my favorites of yours. You know, maybe in your whole career. What can you tell us about the new album? Well, it's funny. I'm I'm really I'm really not sure about the album itself. You know, I, I've kind of changed things up with the uh, car ride home. We're just throwing throwing these songs out there to see what happens. Uh, we had the new record last August, and um, you know, it, it was it, it was I felt like one of, one of my best records, maybe if not my favorite record I've ever made. And you know, I'm just not sure that people are grasping entire albums as much as they used to, obviously. So. We're going to try some different things. We're going to try to just slowly throw some songs out there. And I'm going to see where that takes us and where it takes me into the next record. I'm not sure. I'm just um, I'm just writing and throwing music out as quickly as possible, you know. And with the Hold My Beer record, we have Hold My Beer Volume 3 coming up with Randy Rogers this summer as well. So it's just my, my theory right now is if I'm writing it and, and recording it, let's just get it out and see what happens. And um, it's it's pretty fun to do it that way. It's obviously different from anything I've ever done. I mean, making a, getting ready, gearing up for a record release and all that is a whole other thing. But I just, it's just a little bit different nowadays from what it used to be. So we're trying to adjust. Uh, can we talk about the song "Phones Don't Work"? Yeah. You know, I'm a lucky man. I married my high school sweetheart, so I don't have a whole lot of heartbreak in my life. And and again, I'm lucky because of that. But this sounds like a heartbreak song to me. And for some reason, I'm always drawn to those. It sounds, you know, like you're kind of getting in a getting a car or truck or try to run away from that pain or that hurt as much as you can. Is that what it is? Is it, is it a heartbreak song? Yeah, I think the idea came from just, you know, being, that uh, feeling you get when when you look down and see that your phone's out of service you know i think most of us spend the first 10 seconds freaking out you know and then once you take a deep breath and realize it it's actually a really good thing you know and uh so you know as i tend to do because i'm a i'm a country songwriter so i love heartbreak songs as well and and i thought you know how do we how do we translate that into you know a song into country music how how, what what would make the most sense and so i i just i wrote this uh, with my buddies aaron rapier and uh brett akins who's you know masterful songwriters as well and, and we all just agreed you know it was a really cool concept to think about just driving out where you get to a place where no one can touch you and you can just be with your thoughts and you know not think about her even if you want to it's not you don't have a chance to call her you know which there's many moments in my life when i i wish that would have been the case because i've made the mistake of text sending the wrong text or, <laughs> right or, or calling you know my the heartbreak uh you know <laughs> right i probably shouldn't have so it's I just think, you know, it's also, you know, a tribute to like the fact that nowadays I think we spend so much of our time missing out 
with these phones, you know, in our faces constantly. And so it's, it, it's just kind of all that wrapped into one song. I just, you know, finding a place where phones don't work to me just sounded like the perfect song. And then we also have a car ride home. Love this as well. Little nod to Bruce Springsteen and the lyrics here. And I know you, you named your son after Bruce Springsteen. So you're, you're a big Bruce fan. I am, you know, I, I fly the banner of country music loud and proud, but through that influence of mine, Springsteen snuck in there and became a huge influence of my life. I love the way he writes and performs and puts albums together and everything. So I love the imagery of this song. This was, uh, you know, I've been lucky over the years to become a, a, a good a friend of Lori McKenna, and she's an incredible singer-songwriter and Grammy award-winning now. So it's 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 really cool to have cool friends like that in your life. and. This one is actually one we dug up from years ago. I think she might have forgotten about this one, but, um, you know, it's almost 20 years old. And, I, you know, my manager and I found this and sent it to her and said, hey, I don't know if you remember this song, but I'd really love to, to cut this song and put this out because, you know, I just love the imagery and I love the Springsteen reference and, and love the sadness of it and love the overall, you know, the way it talks about life. And how we spend a lot of our time thinking about life and thinking about the ups and downs and all that we've gone through. And we probably don't realize it. So I think the song is a good reminder to do that and to think about things. And I do a lot of that. I spend a lot of my time, obviously, um, on the road, in the car, and always have for years, either in the car or on the bus. And so this song just really hits home for me. It's uh, it's funny you mentioned that because we actually talked about Lori the last time we we interviewed you last summer, and I am a big fan of hers as well. And I know you do a, a lot of songwriting with a lot of different people. Do you ever sort of pinch yourself with some of the songwriters you you end up collaborating with or writing with? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I don't take it for granted. I mean, I I get nervous, as, which I think you should. You know, if you're if you're in the rooms with people like. Lori McKenna or Vince Gill or, or whoever, you know, they, you, you should get nervous. You should feel that pressure. And, and I, I, I embrace it, though. I love it. It's, uh, I think it makes me a better songwriter to, to prepare for them. I think it makes me a better writer to, to be in the room with them, obviously, and learn from them. And, and it makes me a better person being around great people. I mean, that's what you have to understand is it's not just about the songs. It's about the, the lifelong relationships that you carry. I mean, Lori's been... Uh, a huge friend over the years too, to be able to call her or talk to her or just, just say hello, you know, just a bright spot when you see a text from, uh, from somebody like that. It just, um, it really does help in your career and help, you know, music is not an easy choice of business to, you know, endeavors, I guess. And uh, it, it, it's just nice to have those friendships that, that, that touch your life in more ways than just great songs. And you mentioned Vince Gill, the guitar, a singer, and a song. The lyrics on this is just, I mean, it'll floor you. Specifically, Somewhere in the Chord Lies the Truth. Uh, can you tell us about writing that song and what that song means to you? you know, I, I took to multiple people, and, and I think for the most part, um, for some reason I love the idea of the song title, a guitar, a singer, and a song, but I couldn't quite wrap my brain around that best approach, you know. And um, Multiple people were like, I don't know, man, that, kind of weird <laughs> but i love the fact that i can take those ideas to someone like Lori mckenna who goes oh yeah totally i get i get what you're talking about let's let's go down that rabbit hole and see what happens and she's really good at that that's why i think we write so well together and are such good friends that she's not afraid to just you know 
go down that that rabbit hole and see what happens. And sometimes we fall on our face, and sometimes we come up with songs like this. This is one of my favorite songs I've ever written, and you know, I really wanted to show people how you know we feel on the inside when we're singing songs and up on stage or just out on the road living this life. But I also wanted to to show people that you know we 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 want to leave a lasting impact and. I'm out here working, like I said, like we talked about at the beginning of this interview, you know, I'm, I'm working harder than I ever have. And, uh, you know, it's not for the money. I mean, it's, it's to try to leave an impact, you know, on the world and try to leave something for when you're gone and something that my kids can, can, can have and something that my, my wife can have and my, my, my family. And, you know, I, I just lost a really close buddy of mine, Keith Gaddis, a couple of weeks ago. And, it's been really hard, but the, the beautiful thing of, of, of what we do in our jobs and our chosen life is that, you know, I've listened to his music over and over and over since then. His music will live on forever. And that's, that brought me a lot of joy. And I, I, I really want that to, to be the case when I'm gone. And so there's a lot of, lot of, a lot of emotion in this song, a lot of substance here that I, it's hard to cram it into three and a half, four minutes, but I thought we did a really good job. And then to get Ben Skill to sing on it and then to, you know, he wanted to sing that verse, that third verse there, which is my favorite verse. And I just think it really sums up him and as a player and a singer and a writer and everything. And I'm glad that he felt the same way. Great song. You mentioned leaving a lasting impact. Can you tell us real quickly about the Bowen Family Foundation and what that means to you? Well, it means so much. You know, it's a lot of work doing foundation work, doing charity. It's always meant a lot to me. I, I started doing it probably way before my career was ready for it. I you know, I started doing charity work even before anyone knew my name. So obviously it's very important to me. It's very important to my family. My sister runs the foundation and obviously we don't make a dime. We, we love these events that we get to do. They're a lot of work and take up a ton of time. But when we get there and do them and be able to give money out to those, I mean, I've had people stopping to start crying when we tell them we're giving them some money or, you know, some people it helps them to just leave the lights on, so they can go do their hard work. So, I, 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 it's a very rewarding uh, deal. We, our foundation helps. We keep it pretty broad. We, we help anybody involving children, anything involving children and families, as long as they're associated with one of those two. And uh, they can go to our website and submit a reason as to why they, what they do, and who they are, and why they need the money, and how much. And we go through as a, a board three times a year and give out grants and it's, you know, we're given to 20 to 25 different charities a year, which is very, very, very rewarding. Wade, we appreciate it. We're going to be catching you Friday, June 2nd at Del Mar Hall in St. Louis. Doors are at seven, shows at eight, all ages, general admission, $20, advance, $25 day of. We can't wait to have you back in town, Wade. Love everything that you're doing and we appreciate your time today. Hey, I appreciate y'all's time. Thank you so much. And like I said, we're looking forward to being back. It's a great town, and we're, we're excited. Filled her up and went inside For some Gatorade and Camelot's Bought the whole pack Just to have one I don't drink like I drank last night Hammers pounding behind my eyes But I sing out loud with the radio on To a Springsteen song On the car